The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. Hello, fairy friends. I'm Colin Matheson. We're back after a little two-week break. You know, nothing nothing really big in the world happened in the last yeah, two weeks. Nothing, just like, nothing. nothing like coronavirus to yeah. take you offline. You know, nothing much. Just your typical March, right? I mean, how's everybody doing? What's everyone been up to lately? A lot of cocktailing. Speaking yeah, of. We literally have a cocktail right now. Yeah, seriously. I do this on the radio show. We call it the um, beverage, your delightful beverage of the morning, or how do I say it? God, I'm so... Refreshing. The refreshing morning, morning beverage. beverage. Refreshing morning beverage. So we are having our refreshing evening beverage. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, fairy friends. It's a vodka soda. In the world's largest glass. Yeah. Um, if Julie's listening, our favorite cast member from Tune In Lounge, she knows it well. Vodka that's, soda. That's dangerous to say our favorite cast member from Tune well, In Lounge. Well, okay. She's, well, she is our girl. I mean, I know. I know you don't really shouldn't pick favorites, but she is, I mean. Cri- let's, Crystal and Elena are going to be upset. Mark, who's back, that bitch. I know. We knew he'd become groveling. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And Elaine. Hi, boys. Anyway, that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> um, Mark's texting me. I think he's struggling with the the shutdown. Oh yeah, oh, I just got all are. I know. I just you just got a text from Mark from Tune In Lounge. Oh, a couple days ago, a oh. funny, funny little picture. <clears throat> well, let's get to it. Uh, let's not beat around the pixie dust bush. Let's get to today's topic. We're obviously going to talk about, and we're not going to make this maudlin and dour, but we would be remiss not to talk about the news of the day, the news of the week, the news of the month, probably the news of what's going to be the news of the next decade. That's the coronavirus. And obviously, we're specifically going to talk about its effect on Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, Colin and I were actually at Disney World right before everything shut down. We'll get to that. Um, but we're obvious. We want to start off with the news that just broke. I believe what was it Friday? They made the decision. I think so. I think it was Friday that the parks were going to open back up at the beginning of April to which even when we were there, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we said, there's no way, no way. Opening. there's no way they're opening in two weeks. That was a pipe dream. But now they've, the Walt Disney company has come out and said that they're going to not reopen the parks indefinitely they're going to keep the parks closed indefinitely basically they're going to reopen them when it makes sense is the non-fancy way of saying that which is what they should have done from the start because i don't think it's ever a good idea to release a date and then just keep moving it and keep moving it because all that does is disappoint people think that you don't know what you're talking about and not give consumers faith in ever coming back and colin knows what he's talking about because for those of you who don't know He's not just a Disney goer. He actually has a career. <laughs> he actually has a job. Yes. Wow. He has a job. No, it's a compliment. I'm I saying know. you actually you have a successful career. I could have said that better, in, but geez. in marketing, is that what you're trying to get to? I think you're leaving off the important part of why I have 
that opinion? Yeah, you're no. in marketing. Yes. <laughs> no, oh, did you, I not say no, that? No, you just oh. said, and Colin knows what he's talking about. He has a successful career. He doesn't just go to Disney and I'm like, oh, he has a career. Yeah. He's, he's no. in marketing. That's why he knows what he just said. That's yeah. what I mean to say. But yeah, but you're right. You know all about. I just think I, I learn from honest with people. You don't want to. My favorite phrase from you that I've learned from you and our my best friend, Jen, who's Colin's boss, is manage expectations. Yes. I love that term. Yeah. Manage expectations. And Disney, I think Disney has done it. Yeah. I just don't like that throwing out arbitrary dates when you have no idea what you're dealing with and what the implications are and all that kind of stuff. I'd rather you say, you know what? This is an unprecedented pandemic that we've never had to deal with before. We are shutting down for the health and safety of not only our cast and crew, but um, our guests as well. And we will reopen and keep you updated as information becomes available. I don't want you to say, we'll be back in two weeks. And then you come back and say, sorry, give us another week. We'll let you know. No. Do you think they made any missteps in the last um, three weeks, four weeks? I think the only misstep could be perceived as, one, waiting too long to close. I think they got a lot of pressure to close sooner than they did. And then two, this is super complicated, so I'm not going to get into all of it. I would send you somewhere else, other resources to get all this, is how are they handling refunds for people? Because there's so many different scenarios and cases. So many. I can, um, can you imagine those what, poor well, like, vacationers and the poor people? At, when you got a refund, yeah. when you got a voucher to come back a different time, when you could cancel 100%, when you could cancel 50%, like all these different things it's like if you're a dvc member it's this if you did a room package with tickets and a room it's yeah. this if you just had tickets it's this if you used part of your tickets it's this it's so complicated i think that's where the issue comes in is because they waited so long people were halfway through their vacation and then didn't get a refund and it's like here you can come back in six months well i can't come back in six months i've waited five years i've been saving to bring my family we can't come back in six months and i i'm just gonna play devil's advocate just for conversational purposes, I don't actually, I don't know if I believe this, but hell, politicians weren't even doing the right thing uh, three weeks ago. They didn't even know the breath of what we were going to be experiencing. So no, the people I don't that think anybody, yeah, I think the people, I'm not, look, I'm not an apologist. I'm really real about Disney. The, Disney does a lot of shit that I think is ridiculous, uh, but I think they did the best they could. Now, you could make an argument, and Colin and I can speak to this because we were there. You could make, there's a reasonable argument that they should have just closed down before that weekend, the weekend that we were there, that we had planned. Well, because they closed Disneyland first. Yes. And then they closed Disney World a day later. And I thought, it wasn't even a day later. It was like six hours later, maybe. No, 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 no. Disneyland closed, and then Disney World stayed open through end of business Sunday. I think Disneyland had yeah, closed but the on announcements Saturday. came. I don't remember the, how far. Uh, the, uh, within a couple hours. Yeah. I think they should have just done it all. Now, I get, you know, they didn't shut Disney World down because it's like you have to get people out and the airports were overwhelmed. And, like, that's why they kept the hotels open another week is so people had a chance to actually get out of Orlando. But, um, you know, we uh, we can get into it now. We were down there. We were down there that weekend, everyone. We tried to cancel our trip because the news came, I think, Thursday night at like 8 o'clock Central Time that they were closing the park on the oh, end, yeah. on close of business on Sunday. And I thought, well, we shouldn't go then. So I didn't want to cancel our hotel, and then we couldn't cancel the flight. And then we get there, we don't have anywhere to stay. Yeah. And I didn't want to cancel the flight, and then we couldn't cancel the hotel. So I was like, let's just call one first and see what we get through. 
So they called their airline. I called Delta. Colin and I were not in the same house. Uh, he was at his parents. And I, I said, well, let me call Delta. We're trying to make a, a decision. Literally, a decision that we had to make within 12 hours. Yeah, it was Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and our flight left at noon on Friday. I said, let me call, try to call Delta. I call Delta and Ferry Friends. This is no joke. And a lot of you will be nodding your head because you probably had to go through a version of this. It was a six, was it? No, I said nine. Oh, nine. no, it was a nine-hour wait. Thank you. It was a nine-hour wait, and they had to, it wasn't even the usual voice message from Delta that says, if you would like a call back, press one and we'll call you. Girl, there was no call back. It was a new message that sounded like it was an administrative assistant in the closet going, hi, this is Delta. Your wait's going to be six hours. Bye. And it was didn't even give you the option to hold. And I'm not joking. I'm not making light of this. So I called Colin and I said, we have to make a decision. Do we go to Orlando and just kind of try to stay away from people, try to not go to the parks a lot or because we were going to be out the money for the, and we're not justifying it. Look, if I could go back, and now we're at the two and a half week mark, you know, as far as transmission by the grace of God, you know, um, knock on wood, we're, we're, we're okay at this point. But, you know, we probably would have made a different decision with the information that we have now. Again, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but think, Kyle, I think you would agree. The world is very different than it was even two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I do not think we would have went now. No. I think because when we were going, it was just at this point, it was still kind of like, ooh, it's this, you know, contagious and yeah. careful. It wasn't this fear that there is now. Yes, because I have now a fear. I never would have done that. I never would have endangered myself, you, the family, coworkers. But look, but uh, we came back and we followed, pro you know, we quarantined we yep. and, you know, we, we followed protocol upon our return. I called my bosses. I have a, uh, a co-worker that just had a baby. I said, while we were there, I said, I am traveling, as you guys know. I do not want to be around my co-worker because if anything happened, I would feel awful. Anyway, um, enough about us. But I thought it was important to give you guys some context and to tell you that we were kind of on, we were at ground zero on that much debated weekend. What did you think of the atmosphere and how do you think Disney handled those last two days? I think for the most part, it felt like business as usual. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was the time that people didn't know, just like us, we had no idea what coronavirus, how bad it was going to get, or if it was that many people that were just like the idiots read about on the news are like ignorant licking toilet seats kind of there was a lot of people doing or people kind of like us that just had the information that we had and we made a judgment call because of finances and whatever you know what i mean yeah because we already paid for our flights yeah. and our rooms and we couldn't get our money back we couldn't cancel it was like well i don't want to be out thousands of dollars i'm gonna go um and just be smart about it so they did have hand sanitizer everywhere and i saw a lot of people using it because they were running out constantly yeah i do think that's something that they will keep moving forward regardless of pandemic, I think they'll have more hand sanitizer around. Yeah. Yeah. That we can do a whole other episode of what's going to happen to Disney, which I think is fascinating. And we can probably do another version of this maybe next week. What are the parks going to be like when they, when they reopen, you know, probably are they going to open in phases? Are they going to limit, uh, you know, is the uh, uh, limit is the um, capacity going to be much lower restaurant capacity? You know, that's fascinating to me, but anyway, Colin's right. You walk in and there were tables. They were kind of makeshift 
tables. I, I, I think of the one at Hollywood and I think of the one at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom was right as you as you enter, right by where the stroller rental is. In the tunnel underneath the railroad tracks. There's a table and they had, they had uh, uh, hand sanitizer. And then I remember you heard all about these hand washing stations. I will tell you there weren't as many as I heard about. I was a little surprised there weren't more of these portable hand washing stations. The only place I remember seeing them was Animal Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they didn't want sanitizer in that park because of the animals or something like that. But, um, yeah, I I prefer the sanitizer is much easier and quicker. Yeah. Now I know that it's not as good as washing hands, but there's bathrooms everywhere at Disney. So that's the other thing. We were just, you don't touch anything. We didn't touch anything. No. Um. And wash your hands after everything you touch. So everything. Like you come in, you have to do your fingerprint. First stop, go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Yeah. And then you just didn't touch things. And it was like, don't touch the handrails. You know, you get on the ride, you have to pull on your lap bar or whatever. Just keep your hands down, you know, do the ride, get off, go wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Like Colin, we yeah. did not touch so we anything. Took all those precautions, which yes. is why, you know, part of the reason that we're maybe fine. I don't yeah, know. Knock on wood. Yeah. And also, you know, we, we kept our distance from people. We were at the hotel a lot. We'll get into, we were at the Riviera. That's a whole separate episode. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Yeah, it seems a little tone deaf right here. But uh, we have a lot of thoughts on the Riviera, fairy friends. But um, anyway, but if you're wondering, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what the atmosphere was like those last, I mean, we left on Sunday. Um, the Late. La- late. Like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. We did not do, and you saw probably on your local news, I remember Morning Joe understandably ranting about the video of people watching Happily Ever After crammed into the fireworks displays. We did not do any large gathering fireworks show, anything like that. No. Um, on purpose. We didn't think that would be prudent. But, um, but to give you, Colin's right, it really did. Um, unfortunately seemed like business as usual. It was a little less busy than you would see n- normally for spring break. Yeah, I will say it was... There were moments. Oh, you, yeah, I was. I think it was far less busy than I was expecting for spring break in March at Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were not long waits for anything. But, but there were moments, there were times though where we were like, well, okay, this it's the waits are still kind of long. I mean, it wasn't like the parks were cleared out. There were a couple moments of Magic Kingdom at the beginning of the day where Colin and I were like, this is was, freaking spooky. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood was busy, I think, only because of Mickey and Minnie's and Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, we were at Magic Kingdom on Sunday morning and it was like, chirp, 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 chirp. We literally you're could walking have, around yeah. and there's nobody there. Nobody. Colin and I could have had sex in front of the haunted mansion and not gotten caught. In the middle of the day. And as the day went on, we things didn't just do that, got, by the way. Things just got less and less busy. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. But the atmosphere, the mood, other than the addition of the hand sanitizer and other than the addition of the hand washing stations, it seemed normal. People's moods were the same. You heard you heard murmurs of conversations as you walked by people. Um, you waited in line. You heard people. But, girl, nobody was keeping... I noticed this. Nobody was keeping their distance. And, again, the world was very different. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's the truth. The world was very different two weeks ago. Yeah, most of our conversations were with um, cast members that are in the service industry. So it was like you, they get their money from tips. And I, we talked a lot about what are you going to do, you know, a month of not working... 
yes, you're getting paid your hourly, but that's basically enough to cover your benefits. Yeah. Like our, you know, all of our friends at TuneIn, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was odd. Um, it was, I, I feel weird saying this. I mean, it was an enjoyable trip because, um, you know, uh, it was good to be there and, and we got some things accomplished, but it, there, it was a very different feeling trip. I am surprised though, that they didn't try to implement some more social distancing aspects at the parks in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Prior to shutdown. Yeah, like I know. you, you know, you were open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before you shut down and we had all this info out there or whatever. I'm surprised that they weren't doing like seating every other table and limiting reservations and having like, I don't know, every other I, seat at rides. And, I, yeah. I, if I were them, it was slow enough that they could have. Because, I think. Yeah. Cause again, we can sit here. There are a lot of notable Disney influencers uh, I believe, you know, my friend, our friend, Michael Does Disney, wrote a, uh, a long post about how he thinks Disney should have closed early. We can sit here and have a reasonable debate and a, and, a, and a worthwhile debate of whether they should have just closed it Thursday night, Friday. Maybe what they could have done is to give guests a couple days notice because you, you do have to take in consideration travel and Walt Disney World is very different than land and the fact that there's 20 some resorts and and thousands of people to mobilize to get out of there and then you got to think of Orlando International and anyway what what you just said could have probably been a more prudent and smart thing we're going to keep the parks open I'm just thinking of this now let's keep the parks open I would have maybe have closed it on Saturday I don't even think I would have kept it open on Sunday mm. But we're going to keep it open because it was Thursday night when they made the decision. We're going to close end of business day Saturday, but there will be no fireworks. There will be no shows. Yeah, I would have gotten rid of all that kind of stuff. Yep. I would have done that immediately and given people fast passes for, you know what I mean? I would have, and maybe look, all of this, I, I don't want to be Pollyanna. I've said this on my radio show. I think we're going to learn so many lessons from this just as people. Um, I think there are going to be syst- smart systems in place after this where if something like this, God forbid, ever happens again, we're going to be much better prepared. But I, as, as you were saying that, that would have been a much more prudent way for them to go. But, hi, I mean, we can sit here. It's easy for us with our cocktails in our hand to Monday morning quarterback this. But let's keep the parks open. We're going to close it down on Saturday night. No large gatherings. And uh, look, they have cast members. Uh, we were just complimenting one of the great things that Disney does better than anybody is our best friend Jen said this, moving people around. They could have easily have limited the people at Starbucks on Main Street. They could have limited, you know what I mean? They could have done stuff like that to appear a little smarter. But again, this is all Monday morning quarterbacking at this point. Yeah, and like but, I said, the world is a much different place now than it was then. Should we, you know, let's end. I don't want to end on, and again. This is so no, but I mean, it's it's the news of the day. And if I we know. if we seem here, if we seem chipper and happy, my thought was, and believe me, I do. Colin knows this. I do this balance every day on the on the radio show that I do here in Minneapolis. I we would seem tone deaf, but let's end on a positive note. I think we should celebrate a wonderful encounter that we had with a cast member. Yeah, I, thought I think that's gonna... well. No, don't you think? I mean, that's a really good way to end this episode. Yeah, I thought you would talk about that. Um, so in the midst of all of this, let me, let's, we're going to focus on the positive. Uh, we had an amazing encounter with a cast member, um, a, 
supervisor, I, probably higher up in guest relations in GR. Um, wouldn't you say? I think yeah. He I think he he had been there for a while. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. I was. You wrote it down. No, I did. You I was, did. I was going to look for your tweet, and I thought, oh, that's going to take away. No, time. you. We purposely wrote it down. Colin, this is of no fault of his, and please don't be offended. We, I'm horrible at names. Chris. Chris from New Jersey. Yes. So, do you want to tell the story? You tell the story really well, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I just talk. Some. I want you to talk. <laughs> um. So we got up early and got to Hollywood Studios at Rope Drop to get on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because. Mm-hmm. We planned this trip very last minute. Yeah. Obviously didn't, um, we're, we were not able to get a fast pass for that. So we thought, let's get our fast passes for other things. We'll do that. We'll do rope drop for that. And while we're there, we're also going to get a boarding group or try to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. And so we got in, you know, waiting in line or whatever um, for making minis. It says at this point, it's a two hour wait where we are at. And, uh, so we're in line, we get our boarding group, and I'll be damned, the only time we get an early boarding group, it was like 13. Yeah, was 13 it? or 15. I think it was 15. Something like that. Yeah. But it was quick. And I'm like, we've always had like boarding group 50. I know? think the earliest one we've had is like 40-something. Maybe 30-something. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, so we'll be fine. And then we got 13, and I was like, ooh, we're going to have to make a judgment call because we're not going to get through this line and make it because they've cut your callback time from two hours down to one hour for rise of the resistance so we waited as long as we could and i said we're not even close to getting on mickey and minis so you have to decide do you want to do rise of the resistance again and try this tomorrow or do you want to give up rise of the resistance and go on mickey minis and jason said you know what let's just we've um we can come and do this tomorrow let's get out of line and go do rise of the resistance i said we can rise the resistance is such a lottery and such a crapshoot that i said we can get here at rope drop suck it up and wait and get uh, guaranteed to get on the ride. Yeah, we got Mickey nothing to do. We have so nothing we can to wait do. for two yeah. hours. So we walk over after getting after. St- let me just refrain reinforces. We've been standing in line for Mickey and Minnie's for an hour. We're an hour into the wait at least. And at then, least. um, so we're walking over to rise of the resistance. We get there. Sorry, folks. Parks closed. Ride was broken down. And I was imagine like, that I rise know. of the resistance broken down. And unfortunately it's not like it's ever says it on the app. Um, you Which can, they need to fix. If I would have paid attention, I could have been checking the boarding groups to see that the number hasn't gone up recently. But you also, um, you don't know how long it mm. takes for them to get through a boarding group before they're going to change that number. But it never, you know, a lot of other rides, they put the little star on there and it'll say like temporarily closed. Rise of the Resistance always just has a star because it's a boarding groups. So I was like, oh, we got out of line for Mickey and Minnie's and now this is broken down. So I was like, well... That was a wasted couple hours this morning and getting up early. So I went over and got in line for Starbucks, and Jason wandered around like a sad puppy dog. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around, and I thought, you know, if I see a cast member, I'm going to just let them know that uh, I didn't want anything. I just wanted to tell them, hey, here's a little suggestion. You may want to, because Rise is breaking down so much. I said, yeah, why don't you- they send out a message on the app that says, yeah. Rise you know, resistance is temporarily down. Because let's not let's not bullshit. Rise breaks down a lot. And and that's fine. It's a new ride. No ride in Disney history really goes off without a hitch. But make it 
you're just angering people by not giving them the information. Yeah, because if you send out an alert that says your boarding group is now ready, it's not people that can much, make other decisions. It's not that much more difficult to send out an alert that says pause your boarding group. You know, the first order has infiltrated rise of the resistance. Fine, I know then. I don't have to leave my. I don't have to rush out of my lunch reservation. I don't have to yeah. get out of line for the ride I'm in. I can wait. So I find what looks like two managers and I walk up and I'm, and this is a lesson. This is a good tip slash lesson. I walk up and I go, hi. And I'm being a little silly, but I was like, hi. And he goes, why this sad face? I go, I go, I just want to tell you, Chris, I always use names. I like name tags. I go, Chris, I mean this. I'm a pass holder. Um, and I'm, I don't want anything from you. This is just a suggestion. And I told him the whole story that Colin just told you. And I'm not kidding, fairy friends. He stopped and he goes, where's your husband? And I said, he's on the Starbucks ride. And they started laughing. And he goes, go get your husband. We're going to make some magic. And I went, what? And I texted Colin. I go, get your ass out of line. He's like, why? And I go, just get out of line. And then I went to meet Colin and I brought him back to Chris. And Chris walked us, at, walked us right onto the ride. Like, looked at the fast pass guy. The fast pass guy nodded. We walked right, right into the ride. I mean, we had maybe two minute wait and we were in the ride as Andy, we were walking. Well, Andy gave us a coupon for free Starbucks, free Starbucks. Cause I got on the line and he said, do you want to know why I'm helping you guys out today? And he said, it's because you were kind. Yeah. So you didn't come yelling at me. You weren't complaining about something and being miserable. You were, you were kind about it. And he goes, that goes a long way in this business. Yeah. So if you ever have. Look, and I've been guilty too. I'm, I'm going to call myself out. I get really mad. And <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't ever want to listen to Jason on the phone with like the phone company or the cable company. Oh, you would think there is no in between with Jason. He's either having the best day ever or you have totally destroyed his life. <laughs> Bitch, party of one. Bitch. Party of one. Your table's now available. I think everybody knows that that's me. I have no problem with that. And look, I that's me. I don't care. I'm 45. I'm never going to... That that is uh, that is a, a wiring in my hardware that I do not like, but Colin is right. I own it. It's, it is. So it was a lesson, a reminder to me, approach people with kindness. Now look, if they are Bitra, queen of Bitra land, back to you, then I shall eat them. But uh, but Chris was delightful and a literal example of the Disney magic. So Chris from New Jersey in guest relations, I think he said he's worked for Disney for 13 years. You really produced some freaking pixie dust, girl. You really, really did. So thank you very much. Well, that's going to do it for us. We promise uh, all the new episodes will not be this maudlin, but look, we thought it was important to touch on the news of the day the news of the week the news of the month but we'll yeah. be back next week uh we'll bring the pixie dust back we've got to we've got to talk about the riviera that's right we have to talk about mickey and minnie's we tried a new restaurant yeah we got lots to talk about yeah and don't forget we're going to continue doing this even though the park's closed to add some normality to add a little bit of magic i've been using hashtag spread the magic so follow us on social media search for two fairy godfathers yeah you can find us on facebook and instagram we'll see you next week everyone bye friends <laughs>